Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to TFR for another edition of Investor Stories. On this segment, the experts talk about a startup that failed and the causes of that failure. Here's the segment called Postmortems. On today's special segment, we have Rebecca Caden of Union Square Ventures. Rebecca, this one is called Postmortems. Can you tell us a story about a portco that has failed and why it failed? What's a good one here? Uh, one thing I learned at Mavron is we had a, an ed tech company founded by a, a really strong founder that I think any of us would back again. And he had built a kind of new form of community college, a space we found really important that was pretty mission driven, but also was going to be a good business. Things were going well. He had raised actually quite a lot of money. You know, the growth rates were good. The NPS was good. And what felt like literally almost night, it was shut down from a regulatory point of view, where there was a kind of regulatory shift. Some kind of forces to be in Washington decided to go after technology meets community college reform. And it just shut down the business just like that. And there was almost nothing that they could do. And I think that hit home the regulatory risk potential for me of businesses. And this idea that, you know, Silicon Valley, sometimes we believe anything is possible. And that's a really important mindset because it's created, you know, it allows Elon Musk to shoot the most powerful rocket ever into space and have it be carrying a Tesla. And I think things like that are important <laughs> yeah. because it makes people, you know, dream bigger and shoot higher. And, and that's important for everyone's mindsets and for optimism and all these things. But I think it was a reminder that we also have to be very in tune about what's going on in the ecosystems that touch ours and that affect ours. And that when you're doing things with regulatory risk, you're very sensitive to things you can't control. And so that has to be taken into account. On today's special segment, we have Roy Bahat of Bloomberg Beta. Roy, can you tell us a story about a portfolio company that failed and why it failed? Oof. It's a tough one. Well, the reason it's a tough one is I kind of feel when we talk to founders about their companies, whether they're pitching us or whether we're already investors, we say our conversations are private information owned by them. Yep. And so I kind of feel like ownership of the story is for the maker. And I am a hanger on and a supporter and a, a supporting actor and that the director or the producer is the one who deserves the Academy Award for the film as a whole. The supporting actor doesn't come on stage and take the Oscar for the film. <laughs> as a result, I find that it's really hard. I don't mind talking about companies that haven't worked out. It's more that their stories about why are so complex and they're just not owned by me. 
Like I really feel mm-hmm. like they're owned by those founders. And so, I don't know, I'm going to respectfully request to dodge your question. I know it's hard to make generalizations, but are there commonalities across companies that... Yeah. Yeah, that, the commonality is very simple, is that they fail to make a thing that anybody really wanted. Got it. I mean, people say, oh, companies die because they run out of money or the founders lose gas, and those are both true. The issue is that oftentimes they make a thing that some people sort of wanted. I've yet to see a thing that some people intensely loved. We haven't had one of those in our portfolio that didn't work, or some things that lots and lots of people only sort of wanted that didn't work out. So that's the hard part. A friend of mine called me yesterday. She's an investor at another fund, and she is considering leaving to start a company. And she said, hey, there's this direct competitor to this company that I'm considering being a co-founder of, and they just raised a ton of money, and they have all these high-profile board members, and she thought I might know that company, and I didn't really. But she said, how worried would I be? I said, I don't know. Can you build a better product than their product that they've built for the customer? And she's like, well, I haven't even really looked at their products. Like, that's the part I'd be worried about. The purpose of a startup is to discover a business model serving some need that was unserved. So the number one reason they die is that they just don't discover a need. And yeah, you know, maybe occasionally the business is part is harder, but that's the number one reason. And it sounds simple, but it's true. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta, and there's already 16,000 VC-backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Elizabeth Galbit of SoGal Ventures. Elizabeth, can you tell us a story about a portfolio company that failed and why it failed? So I won't name names, but (laughs) I think the biggest thing I've learned is that a CEO has to be an excellent saleswoman or salesman, and they have to enjoy the process of selling because every single day, every hour, they're selling to their employees, they're selling to investors and potential investors, they're selling to partners, potential customers, they're trying to you know, retain those customers. So if you're not able to close deals and retain good relationships with all of those stakeholders as a CEO, you're just going to go belly up really quick. And I think this company was such a good example of that. I invested in two companies that had similar sales processes and similar markets around the same time. And one of the CEOs by the end of year one had closed 150 deals. The other CEO had barely closed one. Wow. 
And it's just, you have to be a closer and have that mentality as a CEO, because you just do not have the time and bandwidth to just sit, right? If you can't close it with one person, you've got to move on to 10 more and you can't put all of your eggs in one basket. So I think that is such an important lesson for founders. And if you're someone who doesn't enjoy the selling process and being a saleswoman or salesman, then maybe being a CEO isn't the right fit of a role in a startup. Interesting. So aside from them selling you on their pitch and their startup, are there other ways that you, you test for that capability? I think speaking to their employees, understanding their hiring process, if they're far enough along where they have customers, of course, customer reference checks, understanding their sales process. If it's a consumer-facing company, understanding their channels of acquisition and the brand messaging and communication tools they're building around that. And then just, I think, like, you know, there's people that are good at it and there's people that are bad. And it's not necessarily that it's a skill you can't learn, but especially with this portfolio company, the founder wouldn't accept that he didn't have that skill and he needed to figure it out. Got it. So I think it's a lot of self-awareness too. (laughs) That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me. 